0: Um, we're going to we're going to look at uh, continue um, looking through the Book of Acts, which we've which we've been in. Um, I'm going to look at some verses in Acts chapter two that follow on from um, uh, you know the Holy Spirit coming, and we've we've um, Nathan shared last week about you know just, just us developing and, and propagating the presence of the Holy Spirit in our <laughs> lives. And this uh, this next section I want to deal with. Um, really looks at, at the Holy Spirit and the impact that the Holy Spirit can have on our lives last time I was here I spoke about prayer there's another P this time I'm going to speak about, about the prophetic and, um, and how, that, how that might work and this passage, I don't know if you have ever seen the weather. Fo- well, you've obviously seen the weather forecast, haven't you? What a stupid question! Have you, have you, seen, have you seen the weather forecast? So you know when um, is it? The beast from the east was here. That from about a week before, they were saying, um, you know, this terrible cold is coming, and it's going to be really, really, you know, really, really cold. And I don't know if you're like me. I'm going, yeah, but you know, we're we're down south. It'll it'll miss us. It'll be it'll be fine. And, um, and, and then it, it didn't. About a week later, it sort of came in. And it came in a couple of, of ways. It was really cold and snow. And it was a real shock. But um, the, the essence of the passage I'm going to read is, is that this is that. Right? This is that. This passage, um, which is in Acts 2. Because um, what Peter says here is basically... This, what's happening now, is that that was spoken about some time back. So, you know, like the weather forecast, we found, you know, this is that. This is what they, they, they spoke about. And that's what he was, he was saying. So he's, there's about 120 um, disciples at this time. They're speaking to a, a big crowd of people um, who don't know anything about what's going on. And there might be some of you here like that who don't know what's going on. So we want to share this with you. I'm going to share these verses. Um, and it's Acts chapter 2, and it'll come up behind me, or you can follow it on your app, or you can um, actually read a, a paper Bible book if you like. So whatever, whatever your medium. Um, and I'm going to start at verse 14 of Acts chapter 2, and I'm going down to verse 21. So it says... Then Peter stood up with the eleven. So all of them stood up. And, um, or you know, a dozen of them stood up. And, uh, and he raised his voice. Because it was a big crowd. So he raised his voice. And he addressed the crowd. And he said, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Will be saved, and I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to start with these last verses. Right? everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and we've been thinking, haven't we? You know, during the worship, and and fantastic time, Jen and the and the and the guys. Thank you. Um, we've been thinking. You know, we were saying, you know, call on the name of the Lord, and it's the Lord Jesus, and and it says. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That word saved means, is, means peace. It means wholeness. And if you're calling on the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus, then he will bring you peace. He will save you. He will rescue you. He will, he will you know, take hold of you and grab you up from wherever it is you're floundering. And as Dave said earlier on, you know, we're looking for a saviour. I just want to say to you, there's one here. There's one, he's here. He's here. And he's alive. And if he's alive, it means he can do something. If he's alive, it means that you can communicate with him and he can communicate with you. Because, you know, I don't know many live people, yeah, who can communicate. Frida communicated with me, yeah? Frida communicates with me. And the Son of God communicates with me and he can communicate with you as well. So I wasn't going to preach on that, but I think it's just really important at the start to say, you, if you don't know this Lord Jesus, you call on him and you will be saved. It doesn't say you even can be saved. It says you will be saved. I'm going to run through these, um, just the verses in, in order. And I'm going to do a bit of, I'll do a bit of an interview with Jan later on, actually. Jan's my wife. And, um, and I'll try and, you know, we'll try and get you to do some stuff as well at the end of the day. Um, but basically, Peter here is quoting Joel, or most of Joel chapter, three, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 2. And it says, Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd. And, and I just want to say that um, he was brave wasn't he and we've got a value here that's that talks in the church here that talks about us being brave Peter was brave there's a huge crowd coming to him he's not done this much before but he stood up and he and he raised his voice and sometimes we're a bit afraid to raise our voice and declare what we what is happening and what we believe aren't we and um, but he was also expectant And a lot of of the themes throughout Acts is the value that we have, which is we are expectant. We are expectant of God to move. I'm expectant of God to save people. I'm expectant of God to transform lives around here. And and transform lives not just in this room, but transform transform lives outside of that door. Because that's where the most transformation needs to take place, actually. And that we need to be sent out as as messengers and as witnesses of what's going on so Peter did the first step in being a witness he said he'd been told you will be my witnesses and you'll start in Jerusalem so he thought there's no time like the present let's have a crack at it you know I'll I'll try and witness to Jesus and um, and that's what he did and I would just say to you you know have a go have a go if you if you fall over you know as pretty often says nobody dies all right in fact people might get life actually it might be the total opposite so i'd say have a go and um, and he was supported there was a, there was about 11 guys round him stood up with him and backed him up and cheered him on and as we witness just don't think you're going out there on your own you're going out there with the backing of All the people, well, it should be all the people around here, you know. But there's at least a dozen guys standing beside you. I know when um, uh, when Sybil and and the bunklots have been going through stuff. There's been people praying, and you know, I'm sure there's more than eleven praying behind them. We will back you up. People here have your back. People here must have your back, and look and look after you, and and help you. So those were those were there. And then he says, fellow Jews. He says, um, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, he associated with people. And I should say, if you if you're a visitor to, to this church, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we want to associate with you. We want to to say we get where you're at. Yeah, whether you're lonely, whether you're confident, whether you're you're um, uh, in distress, whether you are going through illness at the moment, whether you are um, you know. Um, having a relationship issue all right we are we are just ordinary people here who get what you're going through it's just we're ordinary people who know an extraordinary secret and that is that people who call on the name of Jesus will be saved they will have peace they will have completeness in him so so we want to associate with you in the same way that Peter was prepared to associate with those, with those guys who he was speaking to. So we want to do that. Yeah? We're, not, we're not remote. We, don't suffer, you know, we go through things, don't we? So we can relate to people out there who are the other side of that door. Or when we open the windows, they're walking past as the windows are open. Okay. And he said to me, he said, let me explain. We need to explain stuff. This stuff happens. God does amazing miracles amongst us. We have testimonies, don't we? You know, most weeks of what God does amongst us. We need to explain it to people. We need to be able to explain what the heck's going on here, and what the heck's going on is that is that God, Jesus, is alive. Yeah, Jesus is on the move. Jesus is doing stuff in people's lives, and 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 we want to explain that. Peter went on to explain he's alive. So why why wouldn't he talk to you? Why wouldn't he do this stuff amongst you through his Holy Spirit? So we need to to explain it. We need to explain what is going on, and it's not weird stuff going on. There's some weirder stuff going on outside of the church than there, than there is in it. But but if weird stuff does go on, let's explain it. Let's let's. Explain what happens when people talk in tongues. Let's explain what happens when people are prayed for to be healed. Let's explain what happens when miracles happen. Yeah? These are not surprising things. They are things that we should be able to discover. They are, um, you know, Hidden things are to be discovered. Mysteries are to be discovered. And we want to be the people who explain it. And then he says, he says let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say listen carefully to what I say and I would say that to you listen carefully to what I say and Peter had learned from Jesus because Jesus a lot of of what Jesus said he said you've got to listen to this listen carefully to what I say so Peter had obviously learnt from Jesus that actually he should remind people they need to listen carefully to what he said. They need to listen carefully to what God is saying through His Word and what He says through His through His His servants. Um, Ard encouraged me the other day. He said um, in in his in uh, I think it was in his group I don't know. But he said he asked somebody um, what what they remembered of the um, of when I I'd preached right on the sunday this was on the this was on wednesday <laughs> and he said they didn't even remember who preached all right <laughs> so <laughs> so i have no great illusions all right that you will listen to me but i would have you know i would say to you just listen to what god's saying to you and all of today that we will go on to talk about is about the prophetic is about god speaking to us and i would say to you not listen to me although i'd like you to listen to me you know it's it's encouraging when you listen to me and and remember the odd thing that i say but but it's i want you to listen to god i want you to listen to what he's saying to you you know what he's talking to you about what he's reminding you about what he's he's provoking you to do so you know Listen, listen, listen. He started with a bit of a joke, actually, Peter. He says, um, we're not drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. Now, being you know, faithful um, Jews in that, in that audience, most of them would have probably not been drinking before 10 o'clock in the morning. Because 10 o'clock in the morning was the time that the fasting finished, and before then they were fasting, and it was the um, it was the um, was it feast of Pentecost, wasn't it? So they would have they would have if they were in Jerusalem, they would have been looking after that, you know, uh, uh, um, adhering to those rules, and they would have probably not fasted. It was a bit like Ramadan, you know, that, that sort of thing. That, so um, so he's he's making a bit of a joke, and that's what I would say let's let's be light about some of this stuff quite often we're a bit serious aren't we yeah and you know a- about what what we do we're a bit serious you know we that, that i mean you're looking actually quite serious to me today and and you know i we need to lighten it up don't we that 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 what we're doing is about life What we're doing is about is about joy you know these words occur throughout the bible you know we we should at least have a countenance that that laughs we love eating together because we laugh more when we eat for some bizarre reason probably because we drink more or something like that you know but but let's you know let's lift let's lift it a bit not to be uh, you know frivolous about uh, about god but you know he has fun you know he's he's the originator of of jokes you know, in a way, Jesus was always playing jokes and sort of mocking his um, his disciples, wasn't he? You know, did you really do that? <laughs> you must be crazy. Um, so let's, you know, let's raise the let's let's sort of, you know, let's raise the um, the joy that we have, the joy and the happiness. So um, then he goes on. I'm just going through these 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 verses in in, in order. Um, verse sixteen, we're on now. Um, he says, "No, this is that. This is that. This isn't this. What you've seen is what the prophet Joel, who's an Old Testament prophet, that they would have known. Yeah, this is what he said, and this is what he said would happen. Uh, you know, like the weather forecast. This is that. This is that that he said, and um, and what he said was, he says." This is, and he's quoting almost quoting Joel here almost quoting what you read if, you, if you've got a Bible and you, I won't put it up but if you look at the prophet Joel uh, this, uh, the verses which are in, uh, in chapter 2 of, of the book of Joel which is an Old Testament minor prophet book so it will take you about three weeks to find it all right? but, but it's there um, and he said so what Peter said was in the last days in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. But Peter slightly changes that. And, or Luke does anyway, in, in his recording of what Peter says. And I should say this was only a summary of what Peter said at this time. Luke, Luke says that. He, says, he said a load of other stuff that I haven't put down here. But this is what he said. He said, in the last days. And, um, and what he's talking about is that... Uh, this that Joel talked about, and Joel, Joel talked about it, I guess a bit technical at this point, Joel talked about it he said after these things happen and he described some some judgment and some rescue that had happened that 's what what before this passage in Joel he talked about um, judgment on 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 evil and he talked about salvation coming to the to the Jewish people, but he says after these things happen, whereas what Peter says is, is in these last days, in the last days. So he's saying that that age that you were wanting to happen, what, what the Jews would have called that messianic age, that age when, when a ruler would be there and when the, the rule of God would happen, has begun. Has begun. It has started. So what you read then... That said, this is be the sign of this happening, is happening now. That was his way of explaining it, and we are in that period. We are in that what they call last days or the the uh, the, the messianic age. I just want to quote from. There's a quote there from John Stott, I think. Cole, um, he says says this. <clears throat> says, it is is the unanimous conviction of the New Testament authors that Jesus inaugurated the last days, or what's called the messianic age, um, and and that the, the final proof of this was the outpouring of the Spirit, since this was the Old Testament promise of promises for the end times. So what he said, when this happens, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. And that was what Jews would have recognised at this time as being the, the sign of it. He goes on to say the whole Messianic era, and that's what we're in. That's where we are now, yeah. Era which stretches between the two comings of Christ. That's him coming, you know, in in what we read about in the New Testament, and him coming again to 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 this earth to um, to renew it, to recreate it, to restore it is the age of the Spirit in which his ministry is one of abundance. It's one of abundance. So it's not, at this point, it's not a partial thing that's happening. It's a total um, pouring out of the Holy Spirit that is happening. It happened then. We're still in that time, that period. Yeah? and and you you know there was no time set on on that period we are still in that point at which the Holy Spirit is being poured out and um, and that word poured out isn't isn't like me dripping the rest of this into there yeah it's we're talking tropical thunderstorm we're talking torrential rain we're talking Rain like it's you know, never, it, cats and dogs rain, that, that, that we've never seen before. It's like, like the weather forecaster you know, saying there will be a torrential monsoon in, in the next week or so. It's that sort of pouring out that happens. It's that sort of pouring out that is going to happen. And um, again, I think there's a slide there, Cole, that says um, there's the sort of three things really. The one is that it's very generous. He he his, his, he's incredibly it's abundance, okay? It's abundance. It's like living in the rainforest. It's abundant. The Holy Spirit being poured out. And it's generous. It's final. Yeah? I've never seen well, I've never seen rain go back up. I know so I know it gets evaporated eventually but and, and recycled again. But it's final, all right? There's no there's no new age coming when this stuff will be poured out even more. Do you get that? Sometimes we think that well, everything will be much, much better when Jesus comes because we'll have all this stuff, you know, on tap, as it were. We'll have the Holy Spirit. It won't be difficult for us to work it out. Well, I want to say to you, this is this is it, guys, and it is abundant, and it is and it is being flowed out to to each one of us. It's final. It's not going. It's not going back. It's not going to be withdrawn. You know, it doesn't dry up. It just is. We, you know, we live in a monsoon all the time. Imagine that. Okay, and it's universal. It's open to everyone. He says, um, on all people, on all flesh. He, you know, it's available to everyone, and it's available to everyone as as these verses make make clear in a minute. It's irrespective of the, sorry, irrespective of their outward status. It's given. Irrespective of who you are, and, and whether you are a man or a woman, whether you're um, young or old. Is anyone here either young or old? Yeah? Is anyone here either a man or a woman? Yeah? Okay. And there's and, and, um, Bob Dylan's song that says you've got to serve somebody, and we're all servants in one way or another of somebody, aren't we? Yeah. So God says, I'll pour out my ser- pour out, pour it out on my servants. This is universal. The only thing that can stop it is if you put up an umbrella. Yeah. The only thing that can stop it is if you, if inwardly, go. And and this is a rubbish umbrella. Okay. And it's probably a bit like your umbrella if you put it up in a downpour. Okay. Oh no, it's not too bad. All right. But you, if you put up that umbrella. And I think Colin had a prophecy once about an umbrella and us us defending ourselves, then that doesn't it's not what the pouring out of the Holy Spirit isn't irrespective of us inwardly receiving it. Us inwardly being prepared to receive it, us inwardly putting up our umbrella and saying, I'm not you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay dry in this in this outpouring that's happening. And we just want the Holy Spirit to be poured out, don't we? We want the, the umbrella to come down. You're all thinking it's really bad luck, isn't it, to put up an umbrella indoors. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's bad luck to put it up anywhere. <laughs> okay. Take that down. Um, so we need to be ready to receive this this downpour this this thing that's happening and then he goes on to say your sons and your daughters will prophesy and um, paul it's a universal thing because it's for all of these groups of people that covers you know it pretty well covers covers us and he you know he says so the sign of that holy spirit coming at this point is that the prophetic um will happen and um and that's about us knowing Jesus and that's available to all of us as well there's a quote from Jeremiah that says "You know, no longer will they teach their neighbour I think it's up there is, it? is there a Jeremiah quote there Colin sorry um, but Jeremiah says they will no longer teach their neighbour and say to the other know the Lord because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more you know the, the the sign in the Old Testament was that they would know the Lord the sign of knowing the Lord is we know what he says and what he's speaking to us and we'll know what his heart is so he'll, and he'll know us as well and so he's calling us to say and if he's alive then why wouldn't he communicate with us if he's alive and he's been raised from the dead why wouldn't he communicate with us Yeah, we don't communicate with the dead people we communicate with live people and he can communicate with us and all of us. And because we know him, we make him known. So it's to do with our witness. And he says, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I should say that this isn't just a reserve of the men. Because previously he said, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So men is just a you know, humankind thing. Um, so it's your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams and they're, you know, so they're emph- emphasising the universality of it the, the thing about dreams and visions is that in the Old Testament and there's, there's some verses in Numbers it says you know, they, re- they, re- they sort of related the prophetic with dreams and visions actual dreams and actual, vi- actual visions and, you know, so that's the start, is having actual dreams and actual, actual visions. He said, in Numbers it says, when there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions, I speak to them in dreams. So that would have been the, the association they had with the, with the prophetic. But I just want to just quickly um, go through a few things that might help us to be um, to more prophetic. That's to know what God is speaking to us and to, and to say it. And I've got a book here by Phil Wilthew. And I will give this away to somebody uh, later on. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. But I just want to, s- he, he lists three things. And this is just touching on the surface of, of, of being prophetic. But he li- lists three, three areas. And there's a slide on this as well. In, uh, that says three categories of prophecy. And he lists, the, lists these out as being as seeing, as feeling, and hearing. And, you know, we can see pictures. Some, some people here, we've had them here, haven't we? People seeing pictures of things visually in their minds. Um, it could be dreams. We have people here who've had dreams that God, that, that God is speaking to them in. Yeah. So don't you know? Don't think these things are not happening. They they are happening around us. I'm not very good with dreams. Must admit. I'm okay with, with pictures. I can get those. Um, Jan is even better with pictures and, and sometimes dreams. Um, visions. That's we see things. We see what what can what God could be doing, what God could be um, you know well not only could be but wants to do as we look forward and see things visually. Sometimes, some people see it with like a cinema screen and a motion picture going on. It's like a a dream when you're awake, Uh, that sort of thing. Trances, um, that's when things are blocked out and we just get to hear from God and we just get to hear what he's downloading to us. Um, Sometimes it's objects that remind us of something. I had one the other day when somebody's t-shirt, I was praying for them and they had um, Oh, um, Under Armour, you know the, the brand across there, and I said that thing that you've got, and he had a problem, a physical problem with his foot, has got a hard crust around it, yeah. So we can we can start to use pictures and visual and visual things, and he, he said, yeah, that's what the doctors said, so that was good. Um, then there's feelings, so it's impressions we get. I feel something. You know, I feel the Lord is saying this. We quite often, quite often, do that. Or I've got a burden for this. And sometimes it's quite interesting. You know, that sometimes two or three people have the same thing on their heart. Nathan and I have been talking recently, and I go, "Well, I've been thinking that as well." I can't, you know, about about something or other. You know, let him speak to us. Listen, listen, listen to what to what he's saying burdens might be intuition it might be you know I'm, I'm sensing that this should be the, the 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 right thing to do let's not decry God speaking to us because he's alive and he can all right um, it's perception it's bodily reactions it's it's Bible verses sometimes quite a lot speak to me as Bible verses yeah that I that I that I get it's in prayer that God speaks to us and speaks to, through us to other people as well and then it's it's hearing um, and sometimes it's actual words. There's some people who hear, you know, somebody audibly speaking to them in the, you know, actual physically doing it. Or it could be internal. Sometimes God speaks to me. There was there was one occasion I think when um, there was, I can't remember the actual occasion, but um, God actually said nothing to me. But I knew it was. He was not saying. I knew he was saying nothing to me. Yeah. Do, do, do you get it? <laughs> no, you don't get that, do you? No. But but so rather than me, ta- rather than him talking, and he had been talking to me, he stopped because he said it's down to you to go out and do this. Yeah. To do something, and I can't remember the actual circumstances. Yeah. So so it's it's listening so that we know when he's talking and when he's not talking as well okay um angels there's a couple of times i've seen seen angels around some people again see them much more frequently than i do let's not decry all this and preaching and teaching sometimes speaks to us sometimes you know as i said don't listen to me listen to god but um but actually i quite like you to listen to me uh, it does it as well so i'm gonna do i'm gonna Drag Jan up now, please, because <laughs> um, I want her to, to just share a couple of things. Now, although Jan is my wife, okay, um, she's also really great at, at hearing from the Lord and from uh, you know, recounting what it is and for seeing things that are happening. So I'm gonna just ask her a couple of questions. Have we got the have you got the other mic? <laughs> it's in Jenny's handbag. <laughs> it's amazing the things women carry in their handbags nowadays. <laughs> okay. So okay. What what first don't laugh at me. I know I said we're going to have fun at this, but, and hopefully we will do. So what first inspired you to want to be prophetic? What, what triggered it?
1: Um, that's quite a long answer to that, really.
0: That's all right. First of all, got time.
1: I didn't know I had a prophetic gift, and it wasn't until I was in a group, which Cornelius actually ran, Cornelius ran at the time, a long time ago, years and years ago, and there was... Um, there was Cornelis and there was Len Abbott there, who both had gifts of prophecy. And I remember both of them encouraged me, and them particularly encouraged me. I had a picture a long time before there that I didn't know was prophetic. I had no idea that it was a prophetic gift. So that sort of was where I was starting from. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then um, I kind of tried out sharing a few things in the connection you well, what was then a house group, so I tried sharing a few things to, with, to do with that. We then had what was called Wimber. Wimber came, and that was in 1975? S- 18th century, somewhere like that. Yeah, back in the 18th century, right? <laughs> we had Wimber, and I remember going to this conference, and it was John Wimber who just sort of sat and just twiddled on his piano and a few things came out, he said different things um, and I don't know if it was him or it was this other person, who I can only remember their name was Blaine I can't remember his surname but there was two things, first of all there was a, pro- a word that was given by um, somebody there about somebody in the audience and they gave a few words about this thing and expected the person to respond the person didn't respond so they gave a few more words about it this person about their life and things to it still that person didn't respond and this went on but every day sort of building up and eventually the person went to see John Wimber and said look yes that's up to me please don't go anymore and mention my name because he also (laughs) knew the name of that person but the, the person responded That was one thing the other thing was there was Blaine had amazing gifts of knowledge. He was able... I I was just absolutely bowled over by this person who was able to say, there is somebody here who's got such and such, so might be with the left old shoulder. And and I just thought, wow. Because these people then started to respond and we started to see things happening in God's kingdom then. And I... And I just, it kept being in my mind and I thought, wow, 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 I want that. And I was, uh, I didn't want it because I didn't want to be popular and I didn't want to be anything else. I wanted it because I just thought, I thought I really desired to use that gift for other people. And that was where it sort of started. And they inspired me, you know, it was where it inspired. And from then I went on and I went to grew, I went to anything that had sort of prophetic things to I went to sort of learn a bit more to grow in it because you know i hadn 't grown that much, so I sort of grew a bit more, but it was there that it started
0: okay, okay. good so what would you um, what, how would you su- suggest people get started then and you know and and grow in this in this gift
1: okay. getting started 's difficult all right because you think I can't possibly go up there and say that. I'm going to look such an idiot, such a fool. You know, they're already going to laugh at me. But actually, I don't think anybody has ever laughed at me. You know, when I've said things, it doesn't have to be here. You can start in your connect groups. You know, start when you're praying with people and think, oh, I might have a word, you know, this is it. Just test it out. So just sort of take that little step forward just to do it, just to get encouraged in doing it. Um... So, what was the question? <laughs> uh, well,
0: yeah, yeah it's how can you get started? So, yeah. kind Where? of do
1: that. Um, start in your connect groups. Start um, spend, spending time worshipping Jesus also helps because it's often through worship that I find that God speaks to me. So, the worship sort of develops me into, the, you know, and it opens me up um, and, and, that, and that sort of helps. Um, sometimes through re- reading the scriptures as well. It depends how God gives you the words. You know, some people it's through reading the Bible. Some people it can be through singing songs. Some people it can be through impressions. You know, just spend time and uh, just spend time with God. Really and get sort of in His presence. That really helps.
0: Okay. And what, what about if people have have, tr- have tried it? You know, what advice would you give to people? You know, who who have perhaps prophesied in the past and have let it, you know, let it die a bit. So how can they keep the momentum going?
1: I think if you've got a prophetic gifting, you're very, very vulnerable. All right? You are sensitive. So you're going to get knocked quite a lot by people. I mean, I've had people that have said to me, oh, you must be a real busy boss. You seem to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And actually, that hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurts. Um, and I'm not saying that for people to stop doing it. What I'm saying is, that is attack. Mm-hmm that's trying to stop you using the gifting that God has given you, all right? Um, the other thing is, if you've been disappointed that you've ne- nothing's happened, I remember that there was a time when I gave a word. It was a really difficult word to give. It was about, um, I won't mention names, but it was about somebody that was actually in the church that was thinking of committing suicide. I'm not committing suicide. I was thinking of having an affair with somebody, I gave the word. I had to leave it there, because nobody responded, obviously. They weren't going to. The other thing is, if you say a word like that, nobody talks to you. They don't dare come up and talk to you (laughs) afterwards. So, Be prepared to be a little bit lonely sometimes as well. Um, But um, nobody responded to that word. And it wasn't for about six months afterwards, when I know Keith was talking to somebody, and they said, your wife had a word, and that word was for me, and, I, and you know, and that's what happened, basically. But I'm not going any further with that, because obviously I don't expose anybody. So don't always expect to hear the answers. And it's like sometimes when you give a word of knowledge, if some people don't respond, you think, oh, oh that, I splatted that. But they sometimes come up uh, you know, a little bit afterwards and say, your word was really encouraging so you kind of you're not there to be glorified or think oh yeah I'm great at this it's for you to be it's hard and I know some people have words for the church and they hand them on to the elders and things and the elders um weigh them and it might be for some time before they actually get any response back because the elders often wait to see if there are other words that confirm what those words mean all right? So don't be discouraged in that way. If you have been disappointed, and I know I have a few times, and you have splatted on the floor, and I've done that plenty of times, just um, all I can say is, say sorry to God when you, or if you're angry at it or disappointed, say, look, I'm disappointed. I'm fed up with this. I can't do this. I don't want this anymore. Just speak to him openly and just say and then say you're sorry. Ask him to forgive you. Pick yourself up again. And then all I can say is just allow the Holy Spirit to come into you. Make sure you're nice and clean again. Open yourself up and just say, Lord, I want to be used by you. Because basically it's you wanting to be used for God to glorify him's name and for you to have the keys to open up people's lives. And that is such a privilege to be given keys into people's lives to be able to set them free. Mm,
0: hallelujah. Okay. okay, good. Thank you. Thanks very much. You can put that back in your handbag now. <laughs> good. I've got a book to give away. So the first person to come up here who wants this book, yeah, how to develop prophetic culture, I'll give it you. Who wants it? Who wants it? Be it be eager. That's it. Well done. Ah. Okay, a couple of challenges. It says your young, your, your young people, yeah, young people will see visions. And I just want to challenge you, young people, and you can define young yourself, yeah, again, to say to have visions. Jan had a vision of what she could be and what things could be like. Yeah, I've had. You know, visions for, um, you know, for what our children might might be like, yeah. But I would say to young people, have get that vision. What is God trying to do, and what's your part in it? He's got a massive picture, yeah. In a way, he's got a massive job to do, yeah, which is renewing and restoring this whole creation. But I would say to you, to you what's your vision what's the vision that god's given you and what are you going to do about it and i know a number of you have had prophetic words spoken over you or to you and i would just challenge you yeah it says your young people will see visions your young people will see visions and like I said early on, let's listen. Let's look and see what those visions are. What's God doing in the world? What's your part in it? Which bit are you, are you doing? God, God spoke to me years ago when I was younger. I really wanted to, um, to just encourage people, yeah? To see, to see people grow in, in, in God—that's still a desire. I want you know, the reason I'm speaking about prophecy is I want you to grow in it. I want you to it, embrace the Spirit and what He and you know wants to do in you. And, you know, I want, to, you know, when we moved here, I had a vision of what God could do in, you know, in this town, and in this, in this location. Just, you know, just, just through through being here what can god do in your workplace what can god do through you wherever you wherever you are and i just challenge you just get that vision because you will have visions your young people will see visions and go for it embrace it yeah make it make it happen And there's, then it says, "Your older people." And I know these aren't the, the literal, the, the trans, You know, these aren't what's implied with these, the verses. But your older people will dream dreams, and some of you have had visions. Some like, and you know, I'm, i I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in that sort of. I'll put myself in that older generation bit. Yeah, some of you will put yourself in the younger bit, but they've had visions, and those visions have led to dreams. Of what could be, of what you could be doing, and what this what this scripture says is your older people will dream dreams, and sometimes those dreams have died, haven't they? Those dreams in relationship, those dreams in um, of what God could use you for in His in His church, those dreams of mission, those those dreams of of relationship. They get fractured, they get, they get dented, they get. Um, they get. you know, they, they die. And I just say, there's no end to your dreams. Your old peop, older people will see dreams, you know, will dream dreams. And there's no end to dreaming. Just carry on, carry on dreaming of what could be. You know, we want to hit the, the, the finishing line running through it. Not, not staggering up towards it. And I just say to young and to old, what's your vision? What's your dream? Don't let it die. Don't let it die. And, and go again. Go again. Because, because it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on him will, will be able to, to, if you like, have renewal, have restoration of those dreams. And they might have new dreams. You might have new visions. Let's not, let's not stop. You know, we are forever young. We're actually all forever old. And so let's, let's have those dreams and visions.